0: Hello, I am Richard Herring, and this is my Leicester Square Theatre podcast you're about to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's good. I love it. It is free, and I'm very happy if you would listened to it free if you can't afford to pay for it, or if you don't want to pay for it because you hate paying for stuff. Yeah, why should you? Smash the state! But if you'd like to give us some money so we can make more episodes of this and other exciting ideas... Please go to gofasterstripe.com where you can buy a series pass and watch all of these shows on video for just £15. That's eight podcasts you can get for just £15. Or you could just buy one episode for £3.50. Anything you do to help us with that will be great and it means we can carry on doing other stuff. Or go to gofasterstripe.com and just buy one of my DVDs if you like. That would also be very helpful. Uh, But if you can't pay, you don't want to pay, just tell your friends about the podcast. It's exciting. You won't believe who's the guest on this one, is it? It's amazing. Well, you probably know because it probably said it's Stephen Merchant. (laughs) Ah, ruined it. Okay, anyway, here we go. Hope you enjoy it. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's just completed a pilot script of Square Peg in a Round Hole. This shit writes its stuff. It's Richard Herring. Oh, you're much better than last week's audience. <laughs> well, welcome to Richard. it's only for me. Uh, welcome, Richard Herring's That's the Square Theatre podcast. I oh, was all the cool kids are calling it a Oh, We had some fun this week. It's been amazing stuff. So, was there anything I didn't do in the last one? Probably not. No. I'll talk to the audience just to get them back into. I've got Eugene Toombs is back this week. He loves it. He fucking loves this show. See, if you can't sue us, he's come back. Uh, there's a, a woman with green hair. Imagine you could see this. Uh, look at that. Unbelievable. It's like something from off of Star Trek. If only you'd been there in the first... I wanted to talk about that. woman. There was a green woman when I was with Simon Pegg last week. Uh, there was a, at the end of the original Star Trek, it was like a green dancing woman. That could be you. What's your name? Helen. Helen. Hello, Helen. Nice to see you. And what do you, are you a dancer? Yeah, You're a burlesque dancer. a burlesque dancer. Well, it could be... It could be you. Do you, have you got any green body paint? It'll be a fantastic end to the series if you just came on at the end and did a sort of... Semi-nude, not fully nude, semi-nude dance. Fully nude, if you like. Um, is, this, is this your dad you're with here? <laughs> What's your name, sir? Lee. Lee, are you in the burlesque? Are you a kind of b- bouncer to get, get rid of guys? You come and love, you're a chauffeur. <laughs> what do you do? You work for a shelving company. What is the best shelf to get? Would you say? Always wondered. The top shelf. That's good. There's a man. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, there's a man that bend over there in the audience. Uh, what well, love to meet you. It's Helen, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, lovely. That's very, very glamorous. It's good. Well, I'll pay you. A... And then this man now, on the other hand, the glamour has left the building. What's your name? Do you work in IT? No, fucking let's, let's have it. Let's sit and chat. Let's have a five-minute chat about your interesting life. What is your name, Martin. Martin? That's a good name. Don't let anyone tell you any different. And um, what do you do for a living? Everyone's on tenterhooks. I work in pensions. You work in pensions. <laughs> do you think if a man is forty-six years old and he hasn't got a pension, is there anything you can do for him? It's never too late to start. Pen- Don't fucking start. Look at him. It is too late. How much would it cost me, uh, with my lifestyle, which is basically eating chocolate and drinking? How much a week would I have to pay for a pension starting today? Come on, do your fucking job! I came out here to see some comedy, not organise a pension. I'll sign the, get the paper out, I'll fucking sign it now. How much is it? How much is it? Just tell me how much it is. Two hundred pounds a month. Fuck that. Well, I just, I'll just keep the money. What I'm going to do, just sell my house. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, pensions. Uh, sorry, it's, t- it's, t- it's taken a terrible turn. So, <laughs> you're very welcome, Martin, to the, to the show. I'm sure you're very good at pensions. And there's a beardy, there's a kind of cool bearded man here drinking a... Foster's Lager, that's how cool he is. Uh, I actually, I was kind tr- of trying to get sponsorship for the, the podcast. You don't work for Foster's, do you? Because I can't imagine you'd be drinking it otherwise. Uh, this, this is why I can't get sponsorship. What, what's your name? Bevan? Bevan. Yeah. This is getting fucking great now. I might just fucking f- flick off this uh, guest I've got. Yeah, flick off. I'm going to flick him off. <laughs> and then talk to you and what do you do for a living Bevan I'm a lawyer you're a lawyer have I said anything so far in either this or the previous podcast that you think I could be sent to prison for you're taking those lawyers pensions I like you mate shelves doing something it's useful isn't it that's pension you might not ever get to use you might die shelf Going to use that can use that straight away can't you exotic burlesque dancing use that straight away (laughs) <laughs> is it is it exotic was it was it fair to say exotic depends where you are Ooh, look at look at that, that face there okay so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry it's getting close it's nearly the end of the, it's near the end don't worry sir there's a man there's a businessman in his suit and tie there i'll just get you on before we go gonna, have you come from work sir and no, it's not you You're, you could it could have been you but you're lucky; you've escaped. It's him. Um, uh, what, what what business are you working in, sir? Before you, IT. IT. <laughs> do you work in IT? No. What do you do? I work for you work for the police. Fuck you. <laughs> I have not. Uh, ben uh, Evans, who's twelve, was in my dressing room earlier, but we, there was no point. We were left alone in there. I did not. <laughs> terrible working in entertainment now uh, and talking of paedophiles, will you please <laughs> definite paedophiles, will you please work? <laughs> won't find out for a few years but de- we all knew <laughs> he was in the toilet, he might not have come back again, I hope he's there there's some, there's some movement, I'm hoping he's there. He's best known... The, the audience actually don't know who this is. I don't Some of them don't know who it is, which is quite exciting. Uh, he's best known as Man with Broken Leg in Run, Fat Boy, Run. Yeah, the pennies dropped. He was a CTU staffer in 24. The, like, proper American, proper TV. Will you please welcome, if he's there and if he has not left because of what I just said... Stephen Merchant, ladies and gentlemen, it's Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. (laughs) I mean, look at him, though. Yeah, well, come on in. Pull up up a mic.
1: (laughs) This is why your BBC One chapter only lasted one episode. (laughs) enough your first guest was Jimmy Savile but we didn't (laughs) realise definite paedophile (laughs) definite paedophile as well like there's not even a shadow of a doubt it's funny with Jimmy Savile because I funny enough I was I was I was I was in the States when uh, the Jimmy Savile thing was happening here, and and on the Daily Show, the John Stewart's Daily Show, they they reported on the Jimmy Savile thing. And of course, American audiences had never seen Jimmy Savile. They'd never seen a picture of him. So they just, so John Stewart, all he had to do was be like, This this is a man that no one in England realized was a paedophile. And they just showed a picture, audience laughing for five minutes. Of course he was a kiddie fiddler. And why was he being given keys to, like, hospitals and prisons to just, like, run them... But, like, even if he was legitimately not a kid even... Why are you giving him keys to prisons and hospitals? He had his own office in a hospital. Jimmy, are you a doctor? No, I'm just a bloke with some jewelry. Have a key! Um... It was... It was different times. It was happier times. There were more innocent times. <laughs> and what was amazing was the way that, like, suddenly every kind of 70s entertainer was talking about... Like, so suddenly I saw a column and it was in The Sun and it just had um, Eric Bristow, I hated Rod Hull. <laughs> and just, like... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone suddenly mouthing off. When Paul Daniels is the only legitimate person. He's the, no, he's the most noble man of the 70s. <laughs> Paul Daniels. Anyway, sorry, you were going to ask. Yeah, well, we can just
0: chat, it's fine. Um, do, do you remember much about uh, Run, Fat Boy, Run? Which I would say is Simon Pegg's worst film. Um,
1: yeah, I was, I was man with broken leg. I was man with broken leg. Yeah. And... Um... They asked me if I would do it. Yeah. There was a little moment in time where I was sort of I was gonna be in every Peg film with no <laughs> lines right. as such. And I was in hot fuzz, like looking for a swan. Man looking for a swan, man with broken leg. And then it ran out of steam. They didn't want me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment in time where it could have been a great thing, like an insider showbiz thing and no. Just, no.
0: Did it feel like it was going to be a hit?
1: Run Fatboy It was run, actually pretty you... successful, Run Fatboy Run. I know, was it, it yeah. was. No, it did all right. Yeah, it was directed by uh, Ross from Friends. Oh, yes, it was. Was it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> David Schwimmer. He, we, didn't, we didn't have to say, <laughs> call, call me to Could you just call me Ross? <laughs> for, uh, <laughs>
0: Really weird. And what about uh, 24? That must have a similar thing where you're in the background in 24. <laughs> Is this what you make yeah. do? Is it because you wrote extras? People thinking,
1: oh, you'll do it. You'll well, do I, it. yeah, you'll be an extra. Yeah. No, I just, um, I was just, I sort of got to know the, the guy that created 24 and I was visiting the set because I was a fan and then he said, put on this shirt and tie <laughs> and have this woman hand you a floppy disk. Those were the days. <laughs> and um, that was what happened, yeah. And then I'm just sat there and I imagined that I was setting up like a Jack Bauer. Facebook page that's like how I imagine like a, just a blog he didn't have time to write it himself so it's just me writing Jack Barras blog yeah
0: oh good so um that's it that's all I've got thanks mate uh, thanks for coming <laughs> it's, uh, Steve Merchant off of the telly uh, <laughs> I can't believe you're here uh, I want to tell you about before we get on in turn, anything else I think the first thing I have to uh, there's so much about you on Dirty Brick on Confessions oh yeah um which we've we've turned to a few a few times in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, these are, I mean, I think these are genuine things. I don't know if they're jokes. Uh, Simon was asking whether they were real or maybe you were asking whether they were real or whether they were jokes. I think they're real fantasies. This is real fantasies of right. people. Uh, here's one of yours. I want Stephen Merchant to fuck me with this size fourteen feet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's really distressing. <laughs> That's I mean. Oh, sure, it's fine. I mean, I <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. What's the number? Is there a number on there? There's no contact details. Do you have size fourteen feet? Size fourteen. Feet. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm not going to ask you if you've seen a Bigfoot because you'll just say I've got big feet, and that'll be the end of that. Yeah, you would. That's a shame for you, and you had that one ready. I had that, you had that uh, yeah, one primed that. in the size fourteen. Is that worrying yeah. you that that person knows the exact size it of is your feet? It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. How do they know that? Do they want the shoes on or off? But I'm fucking them with the sh- feet It might up. be a man, or it might be in a man's anus, I'm guessing.
1: Oh, why is it... Go- well, I'm just going to rank him off. Why have I got to... Why have I suddenly got to stick my foot in his anus? <laughs> That's just so... Do you go in sideways or- and then turn? I don't know. Like a corkscrew effect? <laughs>
0: I've got very tiny ladies-like feet. That's I've got really size distressing. I've got half, my, seat, my feet are or half. Or maybe
1: wear those, like, kind of like, a, like an old, sort of oldie jester's <laughs> yeah, shoe, like easy. a curl.
0: It might be just I want to fuck him with, you know, not... in with, with his, his feet. <laughs> with yeah. his size yeah. Yeah. Feet. <laughs> Right. Okay, that's one of them. Uh, I, would, I would like Stephen Merchant to fuck me methodically... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> ...against the stacks in the library
1: against the stacks in a library oh, yeah. methodically as well. Yeah, they you, you you've got a very ever... specific image now of this person <laughs> yeah. who's sort of probably works in a library. <laughs> yeah. Someone who's a big fan of the Dewey decimal system and just thinks we, we could fuck this up for an afternoon and then put it back in order again, obviously. <laughs> I um, I remember years ago I because that fantasy uh, the image that immediately came into my head is there's a scene in the fi- in the film version of Atonement. Right, where um, they're, they're shagging in a library. I don't know whether that person had seen that. Mm. There's James McAvoy and Kira Knightley are getting it on quite heavily in a in a library, and I remember that image because I even now. I mean, that what, that film came out like a couple of years ago, and I was watching that film with my parents kind of a Christmas time, we got the DVD of it. And even now, I still have that discomfort of when a sex scene comes on in a film. Like I'm, like thir- I'm almost 40. My parents are in their mid-60s, and we're sat there watching it. And it's quite a nice film. It's quite sort of pastoral to start with. And then like, about like 20 minutes in, there's a letter being written on a typewriter, and the word cunt comes up. <laughs> like, just your cunt. And I remember, what, I remember thinking, like, <laughs> I, I should start planning an escape now. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it through, but I should have seen it coming. And suddenly, they go into the library, and I'm thinking, don't do it, Kira, don't. McAvoy, don't. And, and we're all sat we could. it's like the whole family knows what's brewing. And we're just sat like that. And then she just, start, and they start kind of... And just like, books are, like, rattling and that. And Honestly, I just I I, <laughs> I have this thing where I have to make conversation that suggests I'm not interested in the sex in any way. So I'm just we're just watching this and they're shagging the library and I just went. That's a lovely bookcase. <laughs> what do you think that's made of? Because I need a bookcase. What is that like a wall? Is that a walnut? <laughs> this is the, this is the guy to ask. This is the guy you. That's your, I bet that's your favourite scene, isn't it? That's your <laughs> ultimate fantasy. There, you just pull out. Look at that one.
0: He's just going. Those shelves would never stay up. That is. <laughs> those are fake shelves. Um, <laughs> well, I might. I think if you said, whoever like fancy that was with you saying, "Oh, look at that bookcase." They're going to be very happy that we're playing in the background. Um, do you want some more? Sure. These. Are, these I are want great. to give Stephen Merchant a back rub <laughs> with a cone of ice cream. A lot of yours are very sweet, I have to say. It was hard to find. There was a lot of them. I want to give a back rub with a cone of ice cream. I'm guessing ice cream down. Otherwise, it won't be so nice. What do you mean uh, ice
1: cream? What does ice cream down well, mean? Well, you
0: know, rather than the cone going... If you give a back rub with the cone, that's just sort of semi-stabbing you with the... Right. So I'm guessing it's that. They've got the cone, and they've turned it upside down, and then using the cone to <laughs> manipulate the, ice, the ice, cream. ice cream, the danger the ice cream will just fall out. But they've got the cone, when they're a giving of... me
1: a back rub am I stood up
0: at this point they, have they climbed me like a tree. I think someone else does want to climb me like a there tree we are. Of enough. course, of course she does. <laughs> of course. I think you're on I think you I think you're lying down because I don't I think otherwise it would just the ice cream would just plop off like a,
1: like a sort of Are you sure when it's a back rub with an ice cream she's not having an ice cream <laughs> no. with one hand and just a slight massage with the other. But sort of focus more on the ice cream, maybe the double coo the double cone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just I think it's added eroticism because because uh, it says I back rub with a cone of ice cream to watch him squirm and whine. I don't know if in you squirm, would. Definitely I'd go. You know, what are you doing? Yeah. That? <laughs> I kind of find that kind of stuff just a bit embarrassing. I'm very. I am ironically very vanilla in my <laughs> sexual no, I, yeah, preferences, sure. <laughs> and I find just anything when it gets a little bit like just.
1: Oh, but on. that's just such a. Like it's such a non fantasy that like it's sort of I'm annoyed that that's the best they could come up with because I am filthy I mean I would go berserk on this person do you know what I mean No I'd be a, it would be an absolute disgrace the kind of things and that's the best that this him or her has come up with when it but annoys it's me is
0: you face down as well as just your back I'm just I may as well be asleep
1: it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then they want to lick Oh They'd well no interesting just... <laughs> lick the ice cream off. Um, and then just a couple more, and then we'll move on. Yeah. I don't know, the day I just sort of realised there are some people out there who just are getting off on me reading out sexual fantasies involving you. disgusting people. <laughs> my first sex dream starts. <laughs> starred... <laughs> my, my first sex dream... <laughs> starred Stephen Merchant with Lady Bits...
1: wow, there's so many questions.
0: I just want to know who the other p- actors in the but I've dream only, were, the, the non-stars. I've only
1: been around for a while. <laughs> I haven't been on TV very long. So, like, presumably this person's not very old. Because like, your first sexual, when is that? Like, I mean, you probably had it when you were, like, seven or something. <laughs> there cause was, I was, I was very young. Yeah, I saw it real. in Shan Andalus
0: uh, and uh, there, there was a lady with her breast being fondled when I was four and I enjoyed that. The ants all over the guy's hands.
1: And I've just got lady bits. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like a... Like a
1: I'm just holding some lady bits. <laughs> I think you've got this. you have got me with... You with a beard, breasts <laughs> right.
0: and a vagina.
1: But the penis and the vagina? Yeah, uh,
0: and a slightly smaller anus <laughs> than you have. <laughs> a slightly daintier anus than you have at the moment. They don't specify that, but that's what I'm... I think, I think you'd wreck it if it was you with breasts, a vagina and a man's anus. Big, gaping man's anus. I think the anus has to be similarly
1: reduced. Who inside. listens to this fucking podcast? <laughs> I mean, with Peg, you had some civilized questions about his film career. We've talked about paedophiles. <laughs> Tiny anus, I
0: ain't I? <laughs> and I'll leave you this one. I'd leave my husband in a heartbeat if Stephen Merchant so much as glanced in my direction. That's a terrible <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Is that person here? <laughs> you have to be careful with your glance. You can be breaking yeah. up marriages. You're yeah, like yeah. a kind of anti-marriage Medusa. You're that a divorce fu- Medusa. That, that lawyer's suddenly fucking perked up now. He's got. you can break up marriages that easily. Uh, good. So, you've done some podcasts before. Uh, Not like this. They haven't, they haven't. They haven't done all that well. Uh, so... <laughs> were you annoyed when you did the podcast with uh, Ricky and, and Carl, and they were televised and car- turned into cartoons? That that was then called the Ricky Gervais Show. No, the podcasts
1: were called the Ricky Gervais Show as well. Yeah, the, yeah. The, but that's annoying, then. It well not really because it was like it was a cunning marketing ploy <laughs> because people knew who he was and had no yeah. idea who either of us were, and so it seemed it's like not even sensible... the main one in it. I wouldn't say. Well, the main one's obviously Carl, but yeah. it, we'd said there's the Carl Pilkington Show before Carl was known <laughs> who's tuning into that The car i show amazing they're <laughs> so very good though thank you I'd, I'd
0: actually never well, I'd never heard a podcast before I started doing podcasts I can tell yeah <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I've seen those on TV we enjoy those are you going to do some more of those no no. it's easy you don't even have to do anything they're all being recorded it's too you expensive to, to make you have to get some dude
1: to draw no, pictures you, exactly it takes
0: forever it can't take
1: long yeah, no, it takes forever you yeah. did, take did a great job just yeah. choose
0: the same piece of picture all over and over again isn't it it's like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon where the background's going and It's, a it's just the sort
1: of effort you put into things, isn't it? <laughs> just do the same thing again and again.
0: 25 years. It's got so 20, far. 25 years, and the cock jokes are still working. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to that later. The people uh. are fucking sitting on the edge of their seats waiting for the answer to that one. Is it possible? Who knows? Let's talk about your latest uh, TV show. That's what you've seen. There you go. Now you're happy. (laughs) Uh, Are you fucking happy now, Merchant? (laughs) Uh, Which is called Hello Ladies. That's right. And is on HBO and Sky Atlantic. Yeah. If you're in the UK, which, let's face it, you are. Yep. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's quite interesting because I saw uh, this. You came back to do, start doing stand-up a few years ago. Yes, and
1: you were very supportive of that, and I appreciate it. And you well, gave me lots of gigs, and you were very... Yeah, but it was very good.
0: exciting to see back doing stand-up. A lot of this stuff then became the show, Hello Ladies, right. that you were working on, and then that's turned into an HBO sitcom.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, I'd done stand up years before. I'd done stand up, yeah. like um, in the kind of when I first left university, and uh, and then uh, as you know, you know, it's it's hard, and you just you're slogging up and down the motorway, and it's you're travelling around all the time, and, and then when the office and things happened, I just there was no reason to carry on. Sort of it didn't, in my mind, it didn't seem like sensible to carry on, and I never really enjoyed it particularly. I was sort of doing it because my heroes were stand ups, as opposed to sort of doing it because it was you know in my blood, yeah. and so I just stopped. And then a couple of years ago, I thought. I don't know. It felt like I sort of had unfinished business with stand-up, and obviously you can you can make silly money from it and put a DVD out and stuff. And so, um, still available. Um, and uh, so I, I, I made these myself <laughs> with not that, sure. that fucking
0: Welsh bloke you met. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, so it was. It just seemed like it was something worth going back into and dabbling with. Yeah. And my old act, I tried doing it when I came up, my old act that I did before I was on TV and stuff was where I was like, a—I was kind of a, I was a a comedian who thought, I would come on as myself, but they one knew who I was, and I would come on and be angry that they didn't know who I was, and the idea was that I was like, I thought I was a real big shot, specifically just outside Bristol, (laughs) and like, within the kind of 10 mile radius of Bristol I was huge. But obviously, wherever I played, unless I was 10 miles out of Bristol, no one knew who I was, and so I would get angry. I'd come on and be like, why are you giving me attitude? And so I'd go off. And it was one of those sort of anti-comedy things where I never got to the act. I keep promising an act that never shows up, and I keep promising this Pringles joke. I'm going to do a joke there about Pringles. (laughs) It'll blow your mind. It'll blow your fucking mind, all right? And then I would sort of get to the end of, like, 20 minutes and be really angry and sort of begrudgingly do the joke about Pringles, which was... um, uh, the slogan for Pringles is, once you pop, you can't stop. But if that's the case, why have they got a, why have they got a resealable lid? <laughs> and uh, so I'd get that kind of response. And then I'd go, and then I'd go, oh, this shit. And then I would leave, anger, I'd say, I'm going to leave now, I'd clap, and I'm going to walk off the stage. And I would just put the microphone back and just like, leave. And I'd walk off the stage and then leave it, and they would clap, and it would sort of go quiet. And then I would just walk back out again and just go... You can't get it that way. It was great. It was the most fun I've ever had on the stage, and just see the, and then just have to make my way through the audience and make it really painful. And then I tried doing that when I once I'd been on TV, and they were like, "Why are you being so mean? We know you. We know who you are." So, um, so I had to change it all from scratch. Yeah.
0: What is best, Wookie Hole or Cheddar
1: Caves? <laughs> well I've never been to Cheddar Caves you've never been to Cheddar Cheddar Caves Caves. and the problem with Wookiee Hole is that I went there on a school trip but uh, every school (laughs) trip everything that I saw on a school trip is coloured by the fact that all the people that I was on a school trip with hated everything you know what I mean (laughs) so like Wookiee Hole, shit this is shit this is shit (laughs) and then you go and like see Macbeth, this is shit this is bullshit and so like there's nothing I enjoyed (laughs) when I was a kid because you weren't allowed to ever enjoy something and at Wookiee Hole, isn't there like... I'm sure there's a thing that like you can go in a room where a woman shows you how to make paper. Yes. is that right? Yeah. Which, which That's why it's got over cheddar. Cheddar doesn't have right. that. Right. And I remember thinking that was really interesting and obviously everyone thought, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just paper and it's shit. And so um, I had to suppress the fact that I liked learning yeah. at school. Like, I could never tell anyone. It's like the Battle of the Somme when you're at school. Like In my school, anyway, you just had to keep running and your friends were getting knocked down, bullied tortured, you just had to keep running and pretend you didn't know you could never agree that you liked anything or that this might be useful one day so that's... I was
0: really my I was just because I'd just been to Vienna and I, was, I knew I'd been to Vienna before but I could remember nothing about it so I went back to my year off diary that I'd kept and it was all about going to Vienna and going, it was all a bit shit and yeah. I didn't know was nothing and then I went, went to Salzburg I saw the birthplace of Mozart, it was rubbish <laughs> exactly, yeah <laughs> It's <laughs> just like dismissing yeah. like, yeah. we talked to this guy in the EFOS, he was boring. <laughs> you know, just but
1: dismissing yeah. everything. But like what what is impressive to, to teenagers? Is there anything I'm terrified of teenagers <laughs> because I just you can't reason with them. They're like zombies or like Muslim fundamentalists. Do you know what I mean? Like you can they have no reason. You can't go no, no wait, wait, <laughs> listen, this is beautiful. Beautiful you beat him, just beat the guy to death. <laughs> I was driving back to my house and I and I um and I was just driving. I saw my my garage. I live in North London. It's not an un- unpleasant area. But I was driving in. This wasn't very long ago. And just a kind of gang of ne'er do wells were just like in the street, just lingering in the street. And and I sort of slowed down. And they kind of looked at me through the glass, just like uh, like this is our territory, you know, West Hampstead. Yeah. <laughs> And then they, sort of, they separated to, like, graciously let me through. And then and I pulled up outside my garage, and I looked back, and they were sort of looking at me. And they didn't know who I was. They didn't, they didn't they recognise me. They just were sort of like... And then I had to get out to unlock the garage door, and they started running towards me, just like, like zombies. It was terrifying. And I was like, just trying to get the door up. And I got in and I got in, and I slammed it close. As they came out, they were, like, hammering on the outside, like in a horror film, making noises, drinking beer. And, and I just cowered in my garage but not because not because I couldn't there was an exit I could go up to the sort of to the house through a back exit I just was carrying because I my car that I had when you press the lock it honks the horn and I just didn't want to give them the satisfaction of honking the horn because I knew they'd go like they go oh horn or something <laughs> you know, I, just, I just didn't want like I was terrified of being bullied through a door <laughs> So I just cowered for 45 minutes until they ebbed away. Uh, oh, I'm so pathetic. <laughs>
0: I must take you to Cheddar Caves if you want to come sometime. It's really good. You yeah, like oh, it. Yeah. Um, you can stay at my mum and dad's. You, you know, I don't even have to come. They'll, they'll put you up. They're nice.
1: And what's at Cheddar Caves if there's not? If, is it, there's no there's, <laughs> there's no, no making paper. paper? We don't need
0: paper because we've got like good caves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, well, there is cheese but that's made in one place. It's not really ever made in Cheddar. There's one place up the gorge that makes it though. It's more of a tourist thing. We don't take it that. seriously. The locals don't take it that seriously. <laughs> there's a couple of caves.
1: These used to be yeah. our caves. All the tourists <laughs> came,
0: ruined our caves. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder. You go up Jacob's Ladder, which is like some stairs, some steps. <laughs> And then there's a tower you can look at but over this, the cheddar. This is
1: the, Brit- this is the British tourist attraction, isn't it? Like, it this is. sums up the British tourist attraction is, is a cave and a ladder. You know, there's Disneyland in America. We've got a cave. And then my, my sister sent me a leaflet for Diggerland. It's just some diggers in a field. Yeah, there oh, are wow. some big Diggerland fans. There's a barometer
0: world in uh, <laughs> barometer Dorset. <laughs> 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 Do you know, I've only got the late uh, leaflet for I've never been in it. It says parking for up to three cars. <laughs> So that's always been enough. They've never needed more.
1: <laughs> barometer world. A world. I mean, it's a grand... I mean, at best, barometer shed, you'd imagine. Some barometers. Yeah, some be. barometers. Four barometers. Four similar barometers.
0: That's what it should oh, be called. Ah, wow. oh, good. I love the West Country. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you... I forgot, So I apologise, Ben Evans. I did not have your... Uh, Question for Simon Pegg: In the first half, I hadn't seen it, so I, I can't can ask answer. Simon Pegg. How do you it. think Simon Pegg was chosen to play the amazing role of Thompson in the new Tintin film?
1: Just, just
0: <laughs> knew, knew the people involved. Yeah, probably. Yeah. His question—that probably <laughs> is the answer. I think that <laughs> yeah. is the answer. Uh, I think Steven Spielberg was involved. I there you think are. He Probably this, made him yeah. at a bit of party or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: how it happens. That's, how, hard, that's it? how it happens.
0: Um, ben Evans asks, he's here in the audience tonight, slightly cowering from the memories of what happened to him. I've uh, <laughs> never revealed it, not for like 30 years. Um,
1: <laughs> Why do they keep it stum sh- for so long, these pe- these victims? Why don't they just come and out the, with it straight there's away? There's a
0: backlog. They'd say, but then they, oh sorry, we're
1: dealing with 30 years. Oh, that's ago. what it is, right, yeah. right? 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 We'll
0: get you in good time. <laughs> Uh, ben Evans asks, and I love this because I've not seen this and I wouldn't have uh, been able to ask you this, but I would have liked to ask you this. And I'm going to read it in the tone of voice that I think it should be read in. Are you proud to be the voice everyone knows on the adverts for Barclays and Waterstones? Are you proud of that? Are you well, proud? Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> well, that's
1: what Ben Evans... It's not me, it's Ben Evans' question. Thank you, Ben, yeah. Um, Are you proud of that? Yeah. Bloody Paxman in the audience. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I, I, a I haven't done either of those for many, many years. Well, maybe not many years, but certainly. Well, yeah. Well, years. you're not proud
0: of the office. You did the office for a long time. You're not saying you're not proud of the office. Still uh, be so proud of something amazing you did four or five years ago. The
1: thing, the thing with the, um, the thing with the, uh, the Barclays average is yeah. that I, I sort of had this rather naive thing because my first bank account was with Barclays, <laughs> and they gave me this like quite nice plastic folder. I mean, then not not when I did the voiceovers. That's not. <laughs> That's not what's Swanee for me. We can't afford money, but look at this. just a slot for your checkbook. And um, so I had this kind of rather cosy image of it. You know, like as a kind of high street... This high streets thing where you'd go and they'd give you, you know, like, and when I was growing up, like, there was the one with the little pigs they would give you. And yeah. so I think I just naively was like blindly went into it thinking, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just like a high street thing, like, you know, curries or whatever. I
0: think Ben likes it. I think he's saying he's proud. I think he, he should, be, <laughs> should be proud. But I was actually, uh, uh, when you'd stop doing it, I was asked if I would
1: go and audition to do it. Yeah.
0: I just said no. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you don't you don't realise that you know as far as you know I took my parents on a beautiful cruise around the world with the money from that ad. You could do that with the money you got from the office. Uh, Say, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd already I'd already I'd already taken them on a on a wonderful transatlantic <laughs> yeah. uh, cruise. I was going the other way round this time, which is what they'd always wanted. So we will brackets. I've never taken them on a cruise. So that's, <laughs> I could have done, yeah. and I might still do. Uh,
0: talking of the office. Maybe your most famous thing after the run, fat boy run thing. Um, what I think the genius of The Office was, was that you put a Tim from The Office in it. <laughs> I think that was... You were the first, probably the first people to think of doing that. And a lot of people have then subsequently copied that idea. Sure. But you yeah. were the what? What gave you the idea to put a Tim from The Office in The Office?
1: <laughs> well... We uh, we'd created a show with an office in it yeah. and and a character of Tim, mm. and we needed someone to fill that role, right. and the obvious choice was was Tim from the Office. <laughs> so we popped him in there.
0: Could have been more successful. Could have couldn't it, in that that show if you put a sh- put a Shrek, if you'd put a Shrek in him. Um. So. Uh, Ever get tired of your catchphrases? Uh, So, (laughs) I I really want to remake everything that Tim from The Office has done subsequently, but he is Tim from The Office in it. Would you have any problem if I... I've had to go to Goodnight, Sweetheart, and ask him if I can do stuff for Goodnight, Sweetheart. Would you have any problem... And I have to get the permission of the people who put Sherlock together first. If I redid Sherlock exactly the same as it was, except that Tim from The Office is Tim from The Office. I think it would be brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I'd love that. Good. So you have that is a there's a lawyer in the audience is that does that is that a binding contract? Mm, he's not sure. They, they like they, lawyers don't like to just go yeah that's okay because they don't get any money then, <laughs> so they'll, they'll make us sign loads of different contracts for it.
1: I don't think my giving the thumbs up is the is going to be the <laughs> thing that swings it for you though. You may have other problems. Yeah. Well, it's the start, as as it's just
0: a starting point of doing it. Yeah. What I'm quite interested in about the office is in, in its, uh, it kind of was quite a slow burner. Right. And I'd heard that the BBC2 executives did not really like it. Is that To begin with, the the controller of BBC2... This is a story I heard, and I don't like it because she cancelled our show. So this is... Oh, right, okay. I'll, I'll lay that out, first of all. <laughs> uh, but I'd heard she's going... She just thought, oh, this is. I don't get it, it's not funny. And then
1: it started getting really good reviews and stuff, and then she went,
0: oh, well, look at us, we invented The Office. Would you say that
1: was true? It, I, in all honesty, I don't know if that's true because they kept, us, they kept us insulated from the opinions of the executives of the right. BBC. We never really found out. Uh, the only thing that leaked out was that they had tested it in front of audiences and it had got the lowest score ever. The only, <laughs> no, the only thing that had got a, a lower score was, was women's bowls. <laughs> Which I didn't even know they televised, but apparently they did.
0: But men's bowls was a, bowls was a <laughs> smash. That was a
1: smash. That used to be in the place of uh, Strictly Come Dancing, if you, if you, if you remember. Uh, so I don't know if she if she uh, liked it or not. Yeah. But uh, I can So I can I cannot use information I have to fuel your <laughs> hatred. But I think it's
0: quite interesting because a lot. In fact, this happened to a lot of big shows that have become very. Only Fools and Horses. Mm-hmm. They showed it for a series. Right. It wasn't very successful. No one. No one saw it. No one right. really reviewed it. Then the something like the Olympics was cancelled or whatever. <laughs> yes.
1: They couldn't yeah, show it's the That Olympics. famous 1982 so. <laughs> Olympics. They cancelled. They cancelled that
0: year. <laughs> something, oh, there's an alien invasion or something. I oh, know that was big. Yeah. was vague. but they showed it again, and then it was it was yeah. massive. which sort of? Was and that, that happens a, a lot.
1: That's very right. And I think that happens a lot with things. And I think you know, unfortunately, now you you don't get the time to let things breathe in that way. But yeah, I mean, but also I think with sitcoms, you know, you need the reason that they they work is because people get to know the world and the characters, and they and then it, the jokes start to make more sense once you sort of understand. Who these people are and what makes them tick and everything and 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 you know it's it's a bit like it's a bit like sort of i don't know you know if you judge it on a on a pilot episode it's like judging a book literally on the first chapter or judging a film on like the first thirty minutes like i mean I know we do that, but you know like you'd be quite there's a number of films that you'd that wouldn't make a lot of sense if you switch them off you know before they get going yeah and so um I think it's very unfortunate that a lot of things don't get that chance anymore, you know, and we certainly wouldn't have survived.
0: I think nearly everything that I really love, the first time I saw it, I really didn't like it at all. Right. And I think even The Office might be included <laughs> sure, in that, yeah. but I really do, I mean, I, I actually really love the American version of it, I think more than the, at least sort of the first four or five series of it, then it sort of goes a little bit awry, I think. Right. Uh, but it, they, you know, it's quite. It's, it's such an amazing, interesting idea, and that I think they take it to another level in the Absolutely. in terms of doing so many episodes, is what I mean. I yeah, think that they, they, they kind of concentrate on the peripheral characters a bit more, don't they? I mean, how much did you have to do with the American version of it? Now that I've just said the last three ep- series of it were
1: shit. Uh, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I don't know not shit. not uh, no, I, when I wasn't. I wasn't involved heavily, no. you know. But uh, I mean, I think I, uh, for me, like I, I'd seen a lot of kind of. Other shows that they tried to transfer in the past, and they hadn't been successful. And I think part of that reason was that they, the the original creators from England had tried to do the American version, yeah. and that seemed foolish to me because I I'd never worked in an American office, and we think they're kind of similar, but actually there's so many things that are like that, oh, I didn't realise that in America they never they don't have pub quizzes, That's, like a pub quiz is such a British thing. You yeah. know, they don't have that in France or anywhere else. And so it's sort of odd that you know things like that that you would just assume you know are kind of universal. Uh, that's not the sole reason the show was a success in America because <laughs> they removed the pub quiz episode. But, um, but you know what I mean? Like it seemed important to kind of let American people do a version of it with yeah. American sensibilities, which is what we did. So I sort of take pride in uh, in Ricky and I not being involved. Yeah. That's, that's... by graciously not doing anything <laughs> and just taking their money, we we helped the show succeed. But I think it's a rare case.
0: It's oft, nearly always that is a disaster when when people. Take, you know, either way, uh, the only one that really worked was Who's the Boss becoming. uh, (laughs) I can't remember what it was called now, damn. Uh, It would have been a brilliant reference that one person got. Uh, Do you remember Who's the Boss with Tony Danza? No. Yeah, see, one person gets it. And then that became, then they did it with one of the McGann brothers. It was called Home to Root, was. What? The The Upper Hand. Do you remember The Upper Hand? No. That's why that is a successful piece of observational comedy. <laughs> Think we need an emergency question? It's the one that the audience are burning to hear the answer to. All right, Stephen Merchant from Off of the Office. Have you ever tried to suck your own cock? <laughs> I did a big serious bit in the middle there yeah. about the
1: office for you. Yeah. And now we have to do people get edgy people if there's no yeah. cock stuff in there for a bit. I have never attempted to suck my own penis. Yeah. However, nope. <laughs> uh, I'm quite nervous around my penis. I don't, I don't like getting involved down there. I, now I'll tell you why. Because I, I, I don't know if it's big or I don't know what size it is in relation to what size it should be. Right. I just, I'm anxious about it because I'm very tall. You would assume it should be large. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like. I can't tell when I look. It seems smaller than it should, but I don't know if that's just because, like, things are just, like, weird in the mirror or if you're looking down at it, whether it... Yeah. And also, like, I don't really know... I don't want to type in what size should a penis be. <laughs> if you're six foot seven, that seems kind of a strange question to ask. So i generally uncomfortable about... Like, once I remember at university... I, I, I was drunk and I was in the toilets in, a, in the uni, student union and my friend was in there and I sort of drunkenly went and I tried to pee on his shoes and he went, ah, your penis is really small and that <laughs> freaked me out for years that, like I've never really recovered from that but then subsequently I've, you know, on occasions when, when people have seen it, doctors nurses <laughs> prostitutes <laughs> <laughs> No one's ever laughed openly or, like, maybe they've written about it on blogs or in diaries or on that website. But I, I, so I don't know yeah. what its status currently is. So I, the idea of trying to suck it and then finding out, like, that everyone else can suck their cops <laughs> would be really distressing to me. But years ago, I, one of the things before The Office, I went to America to interview porn stars. And I interviewed Ron Jeremy. And Ron Jeremy can uh, apparently that was his thing. I never saw one of his films, but apparently you can you he can suck his own penis. Yes. Uh, are you aware of this? I've uh, heard
0: that. I've not seen it either. <laughs> yeah. I have seen people other pictures of other people doing it. Yeah, but I haven't seen pictures. Did
1: you, you see this when you were younger, or did you? Oh, did you I've, wait? No, I've
0: done. I'll, 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 if you're worried about the size of your penis, I'll give you a copy of my book Talking Cock, right. and uh, then you can. And this is all discussed the, in there, oh, is yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite. A oh serious... yeah, he says. Oh yeah, like serious... should... why don't you know this? Everyone has serious this. Yeah. treaties on the subject of the of penis. The penis is very, yeah. you know, I find by approaching it with humour, we get to interesting places. So who would have thought that this question would <laughs> made you open up about your penis size? Yeah. This is so going to be on
1: the front page of the Daily Mirror. <laughs> but, yeah. but I it's like com- comed- comedian worried if he's not great in bed. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Lanky, goggly-eyed <laughs> merchant, six foot seven. <laughs> If you want
0: to go and measure it now and come back and whisper in my ear what how big it is, I'll yeah. tell you if that is normal or whether it's. Well, you're I don't know how big it is because I've never measured. it. will measure it. Get a ruler. Well, I didn't they twelve well, inches Well, backstage long. you just
1: keep a ruler <laughs> and your little creepy notebook. That's Why? all you've got. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you've got back there. What tell is what? that on the fridge? Like some <laughs> kind of? It's like Hitler's diary. What is that? Slytherin is oh, a Slytherin notebook. Um, if you like,
0: you can measure. We can use measure it. together. Measure <laughs> <laughs> together. I know how long mine is oh, you know and so we can measure and do you
1: measure them when it's erect or is it a flaccid oh yeah document? erect, erect. Cause, you know, but how are you like, like fully erect yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, if, you can, if you can get fully erect
0: <laughs> fully erect do oh, I yeah. have to be as full as it as full as blood you as need it a can...
1: full Jacob's Ladder <laughs> <and then> Oh you... <laughs> all you disrespecting just, uh, all I
0: really want to do is just put my penis against your penis <laughs> go, just touch against
1: this This will be on this sure. uh, <laughs> line. Is yours? Is yours? Of, is yours? Quite, a, quite, a, quite, a, Well, you know, because I'm,
0: I'm the uh, advantage I have over you for once in my life is that I'm quite a, a short right. guy, right? And quite chunky guy. So you know, you see, so. this is the thing.
1: You only need a short, you yeah. need a relatively short penis, and it'll look great. Exactly. Whereas if you're a tall man like that, you need a, a super long penis. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Which is unfair. Yeah, and you obviously haven't got that. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. I love how excited you are about that. <laughs> Like you've won in some weird com- competition in your mind. Yeah, you might have
0: your own show on HBO. Yeah. And all that come, on. I've got probably a slightly thicker. I'll tell penis you, what, than I, you. Haven't had,
1: I haven't, I <laughs> haven't had any complaints so far to my face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I genuinely once had, and I've done this as a routine, but I was de- once when I was a single man before I met my beautiful wife. Uh, I was having sex with a woman I'd recently met, uh, and she was uh, giving me a fellatio. Oh,
1: that's nice the
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I thought so. I'd only just met her. We'd become yeah. very good friends very quickly. Yeah. And um, This and is I, much larger than the Steve Merchants. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to uh, yeah, that's right. And I mean, but The reason I didn't do this as a routine for ages because I was embarrassed about this bit. I said to her, yeah, that's right, suck <laughs> my big cock. And she... This is embarrassing, but that's, you say those things when you're having sex with someone. And then she broke... She broke off from what she was doing with my penis in her hand, looked up at me and said, well, average size cock. <laughs> and I've got a big cock. That's what's...
1: Yeah. So, so we've understood.
0: she so just we... had sex with... That's the thing. If she'd had sex... With, like, ten men with 12 massive 12, 14-inch cocks. From her perspective, my actually above average size penis would seem...
1: You've is got to let this go, Richard. You've got to it, let it go, mate. Is it's it the mean or the median she's talking about? Richard, you've got a successful podcast. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> you've won, mate. You so beat what, me What about the penis Ron size. Jeremy?
0: You were saying about Ron... G. You've seen Ron Jeremy do it. Is that the...
1: No, his... I didn't see him do it. He, he told me that he could do it. No, he <laughs> I
0: didn't. No, did well, he I, re- I remember what did happened. He, did, he, did he sidle up to go? I can sidle <laughs> up. By the way, no, I was, in, I was
1: interviewing porn stars for this. There were, Sky TV got hold of some porn outtakes, some porn <laughs> bloopers, <Yeah. laughs> which was just like naked people coming, you know, going into rooms, going, "Oh, oh the door won't open," <laughs> just naked, fully naked. That was all. That was all they had and oh, I've come too soon oh. <laughs> anyway so Sky TV <laughs> thought we can get a couple of TV shows out of this so they made a show called Porn Crackers <laughs> and uh they thought who do we need to do some field reports in LA <laughs> Merchant yeah. so uh they got me in and um and I flew to LA and I interviewed Ron Jeremy and I interviewed a girl called Devon mm. um, who, and I remember making a joke about um, uh, I remember we were, so the idea was we were watching one of her films which was her featured in Having a Sex in. I was sat next to this girl, Devon and she, I said, um, when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time in Devon I imagine there's a lot of guys around here who can say the same thing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Never, she'd never even heard that it was a place She had no idea. And then I... Um, the really weird thing was we went to this. We went to the suburbs of uh, of LA, and we were interviewing this couple, and they had this, this quite nice little sort of three bedroom house. It looked like a, you know like a bar at home kind of house, but it had cameras in all the rooms in different places. And um, so I was talking to this woman. I was interviewing this woman next to, and I was sat next to her, and she was every night. She's like a porn star, and she was married to this guy. Uh, but he was like a former NASA scientist. <laughs> I don't know how they'd met. I didn't, that was the one question I didn't ask. I mean, I don't know where was, they're mingling. And, um, and I was, she, every night at 7 o'clock, she would go on the webcam. and she would, I, I'm doing this because this is me typing on the computer. And she would um, talk to her fans, and they would ask questions and so I was sat next to her and they were filming me my team and this camera was on me and these people started insulting me on the, uh, on the thing like who's this like goggly eyed weirdo and she was like oh it's a British journalist and they were like journalist that was a bit much but, and, I, and they were like I don't want to see anyone paid for you oh, who's this loser fucking loser oh. so I got really angry and st- I started writing back who's the loser I'm here with the girl that you're paying money to look at you're sat home with your trousers around your ankles they started abusing me back, and while I'm typing this in, this this her husband comes down and he just starts fondling her boobs, fondling her boobs, <laughs> right? And that, it's weird, and they just start kind of kissing and fondling and that, and I'm just sort of like that. <laughs> and they go upstairs, and we're just me and my camera team are like, "What do we do now? This is a bit strange." And um and then the the husband appears from upstairs. He just appears from like sort of on the landing and just goes, "Come on up." <laughs> I mean like you don't wanna be you don't wanna be rude, do you? You don't wanna be you don't wanna be polite around porn stars. So we went up there and uh, she was on the bed going berserk with herself, doing, you know, uh, and he was filming it and it was streaming live on the web, right? And he's filming it like that, and she's uh. And we're just looking a bit uncomfortable, you know, just sort of admiring the wallpaper. Like, because you don't want to look directly at it, because, you know, be, again, that would be. you any bookcases in there? Lovely bookcases, <laughs> lovely bookcases. I, I wish I hadn't brought my parents with me, that was just uncomfortable. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and, uh, anyway, so he, he says, I'm going to join in. So he gives, he gives me the camera, he goes, film it, and he jumps on the bed and starts doing it and now I'm just standing with this camera I've just become a pornographer, I'm now just uh, making porn and I remember thinking that all those guys that had been insulting me are watching this live, so I just pointed the camera at the wall (laughs) so they're just, all they can hear is like just distant sounds of the grinding and um, and, uh, I presume they, I don't know whether they logged off is, is that missing I don't know. But um, yeah, that was my experience of uh Should <laughs> you start describing what
0: now what is happening. <laughs> yes, the audiobook <laughs> version. Yeah. Uh, but you mustn't judge yourself. I mean, although he is a NASA scientist rather than the porn star. Yeah. Porn stars generally have larger penises sure. than the average man.
1: Can I, just make,
0: can I just like to point yeah. out, that a lot of
1: this is jokes. I know. I don't, don't worry too much I'm about just, what's going got, on I'm using there, you, know. you
0: as a conduit for the many it's, small
1: penis men if who If there's any ladies out there, don't podcast. worry, all right? We could take care of business, all right? <laughs> he could take care of business and I could film it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert.
0: Now, in your show, Hello Ladies, and your stand-up show, Hello Ladies... Yeah. Same, same title. Um, the... I've uh, just noticed. Uh, the... <laughs> I love being incompetent. As a, it's a joke. It's a very honed character. Shall I do ask a question? <laughs> uh, you're incompetent with women, and no, right. no women like you, your character, right. is Stuart Herring mm. or something he's called. Stuart. It's, it's Something like Stuart Ritt, Pritchard. Stuart Pritchard. Stuart Pritchard right. I it's like Stuart and Richard. I don't know if you've yeah. blamed it. I've done it on Lee and Herring. Um, I've turned into my dad. Uh, my wife's laughing. Because she knows it's true. Uh, that can't be true in real life, though. You must be very successful with women in real life. Absolute player. You're an absolute yeah. player.
1: Absolute fucking it's player. It's what I
0: used to do. It's a very good technique. Pretend you're no good. Pretend you have an average-sized penis. That's quite a hard thing to yeah. do. Uh, pretend, <laughs> pretend you're no good. And then girls like you. You're a, big, you're, you're a millionaire. Yeah. T- film star. You're yeah. in the Tooth Fairy. Film star. <laughs> yeah. You're in the Tooth Fairy. Sure. Uh, LAUGHTER
1: because that turns the ladies on. <laughs> you played a fairy. <laughs> it's good. I saw that. Yeah. So you and that wrestler guy. Yeah. do the wrestler guy. He's the rock. You put him <laughs> in any film, it makes a fortune, that guy. Fast and the furious, not making any money, stick the rock in. Boom. Most successful film in the last couple of years. Julie Andrews is in it. Yes. Do you know, what... <laughs> do you know how much money the Sound of Music made? Lots. Yeah, in yeah.
0: 1966. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... I bet you, you, you're just getting loads of girls, that's
1: what I'm saying. No. Okay. I'm not, no, I, no, I mean, I, no I'm not as incompetent as the character or my stand up. No. But I'm not, uh, I, I'm not uh, a Lothario. I try to be, I like to be. Yeah. Um, it's the just...
0: ideal age to be a Lothario. I enjoyed the, the, that time. Now, you know, now I've been with the same person for six years. Well, you you're know? married, that's your problem Yeah. There. Look that's back where you're go go going wrong. But luckily, I chose the right. You've got to get out of that. About, at about 40, 41, because it all stops working,
1: yeah,
0: and you get unattractive. My wife's very good-looking, sure, and I trapped her and got her just at the Clarence. right moment, yeah. yeah. So just when you're forty, and now she's stuck, she can't get out of it. <laughs> there's no, there's no way out. There's
1: no way out. And yeah. like, you know,
0: I can't off the pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so that's what you've got to do. So you've got a couple of years yeah. of uh, putting about. That's my advice to you. Thank you. That's very generous okay. of you.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah. The audience don't like to think of you as a sexual being. No, no why, I know. No, that's no, That's why this is,
1: there's this uncomfortable silence. It's not because. But uh, the problem I've just been incompetent. The, what's happened is that I've, I've, I've cultivated this image of being a loser with women so much that it is now impacting on my real life. Because now, like, if, if I actually got to a woman, she's like, oh, that's no, weird. Uh, I don't, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I've pre- created this illusion that, yeah. I, that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Whereas. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I did that. What's that? I mean. That's wiping the just ice cream weirdly, off your back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's just like this makes me look like what's his name from Wallace and Gromit doing? That.
0: <laughs> oh, and I was in. You did uh, the Steve Show on Six Music, but that that started in Radio Warwick as you were, when you were a student, presumably. Right. Yes. Uh, and uh, you were, you uh, suckled milk from a cow's No, other.
1: no, no. You did. <laughs>
0: Oh, it says someone it else Wikipedia. asked me this
1: recently because of, the, uh, of their thorough research <laughs> on Wikipedia. Uh, no, what happened was... It's, it's I sourced did...
0: and everything, it's citation uh, is not needed. Sure. It goes I... to a link which explains what that was about. I checked it thoroughly. Okay. And I... you did do it. <laughs> I've sucked I've milk, su- I'll tell you so you feel comfortable. <laughs> I've drink- drunk milk out of a uh, goat's.
1: Uh, teats directly. Okay. We've already established your approval. <laughs> all right, that's fine. Um, I well, have never it. suckled cow, cows' teats. This is what happened. Ricky, when we used to do radio, uh, used to make jokes that his friend Robin Ince, who you probably know and I who do. has done stand-up comedy for years and who was excellent, he used to make jokes that Robin had suckled milk from teats <laughs> of animals for some Ricky reason. Uh, somehow, this has become. I did it on on my student radio. That's it's the on reality. Wikipedia. Yeah.
0: Well, did is this one? Did you give t- attempt to give away an Aerosmith album to
1: people on a toilet? Pop That sounds more like the sort of thing you'd do. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That kind of crazy antic. Did you do a sketch about at home with Fred and Rose West? Yes, yes. All right, we were students. <laughs> I didn't realise it was distasteful. I was trying to be irreverent, but it, it was, was before they had come out. What they were doing. It, yeah. <laughs> We just had insider information because
0: we were from the West Country. <laughs> You'd wonder why not all the team were coming back from the visit. Yeah. Uh, so you, yeah, that's right, I went there. Um, you were in Blockbusters. I've seen you on Blockbusters.
1: Do you mean I was in Blockbuster? You saw me in the video store Blockbusters.
0: <laughs> I was on Blockbuster On uh, yes. 1997, but not with Bob Holness. No, it
1: was a version where they brought it back with Bob Holmes. You were Holness.
0: quite old. Why were you on It's for Children? <laughs> You're like 23 or something.
1: Well, what had happened was my friend had been on it years before when it was students, and he said it was the the best time of his life and he had just had like a rock and roll decadent time. Not with Holness, but just you know, with all the <laughs> other contestants. They just ran amok in a hotel, going crazy, getting drunk. And they said they were bringing it back, but for, like, people of all ages. Like, anyone could apply. And I remember thinking, this will be great. You know, I'll, I'll just go into Manchester where they film it, and I'll just run mock in, in the hotel with all the other cool quiz show contestants. And obviously when I got there, I was, like, 22 or whatever, and then everyone else was sort of 60-plus. And it was very hard to get them to get drunk in the bar uh, or get off with them. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't as exciting as Did it was. Aspel, did Aspel come to the bar? And I never saw Aspel at the bar. No, he kept he kept a distance, yeah. you know, to remain aloof. He's, yeah. he's, I wonder what's
0: happened to Michael Aspel. He's just got too old, I guess,
1: has he? To be I, did you keep in touch with him? Touch. I didn't stay I in touch. I, used to I, won, to... I got three questions right. It was pathetic. <laughs> it was a shameful he appearance. He
0: started well. I thought he was going to win. And started then that well. was pretty much it. You went to yeah. two girls. Right. He just, yeah, he yeah girls are smart to, as well, Richard. You didn't get can to win There's two of them, it's not a fair contest. It's not a fair fight, yeah. um, you didn't get a gold run. My friend Ben Moore got five gold runs yeah. on the original well, pop, with Bob Holness. He they went to America and met Mr. T. Was well, that his prize? Well, well he, I, think he I think he went to Universal Studios and met Mr. T Mr. In Universal Studios. working there. I, think so, yeah. <laughs> I imagine uh, he was properly working there. Oh, it's been going on a long time, is not it? You're tired, I'm tired. Uh, we're gonna press on though. I'll go. You seemed on. a lot more respectful to Simon than I was. <laughs> He's in Star Trek. You're in sure. the fucking Tooth Fairy. Shut up. <laughs> You're not even the main Tooth Fairy. If you, if you were the main Tooth Fairy, I was a friend of the Tooth Fairy. I would take fairy. you more seriously. <laughs> sure. I enjoyed The Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Um, I have Why are si- you
1: watching The Tooth Fairy? It's for <laughs> kids. <laughs> you creepy man, aren't you? You really are. I'm a big fan of watching... Has anyone n- seen this wife of yours? <laughs> you're in movie 43, which I haven't yeah, seen. That's not a good film. <laughs> yeah. But again, I, like you know, Simon was saying, you know, you don't, you do things because they're sort of fun for yourself, like as opposed to. I mean, I Peter Farrelly of the Farrelly Brothers phoned me up and he said, "Do you want to do a film? Do you want to do a sketch? It'll take two days. Do you want to do a sketch where you're in it, on a date with Halle Berry?" <laughs> well, ob- I mean, I said yes before he'd finished. Hallie I was like, Hal-? and I knew it was going to be and Boom! And obviously, and so I went there, and, and it was great. And I stared at her. <laughs> I worked with her for two days, and it was great fun. And I had a blast, you know. And I didn't know that it was going to be in this weird film with loads of weird sketches. It was. They so was,
0: I'm trying to remember what it was now. Just reminding me something about that film that they were really trying to get someone big in it, and then they offered... talking about
1: there, there's hordes. There was yeah, yeah. like Q Jackman was in it, and Richard Gere was in it, and Kate
0: Winslet. Didn't I mean, they get Richard Gere in it by agreeing to film this? Sc- Move the studio (laughs) across America. I don't know. They spend a lot of money on it. But
1: again, it was like it was over two years, and they were just—I mean, I didn't know what it was. They just said do a sketch. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, sure, that would be fun. Yeah, I'm not blaming
0: you. It's not like you've done a Barclay card advert or whatever Barclays advert. Uh, So, (laughs) God, the audience hate me now. I tell you, I've I've really lost them. Uh, I'm going to ask you some more serious questions about uh, comedy now. Oh, okay. Can be respectful and slightly disrespectful at the same time. I really loved the first series of extras. Like, more than The Office. Right,
1: okay.
0: Uh, why did you choose to check... I mean, it felt like the second series was a different sitcom. Yeah. It felt, felt like you could have just started with something completely different because it wasn't any more about extras. Right. Because they all became successful. Right. It felt to me there was a lot more uh, mileage still yeah. in having them as ex- having them as sort of
1: failures, but then they all became sort of successful. Uh, well, it just seemed like it was a interesting to explore the idea of, like, Someone who's been struggling up the chain, and then he gets up the chain, and then seeing what what happens to him when he gets once he gets there, and, and kind of how he's corrupted by it, and that just seemed interesting. I mean, I apologise if you didn't enjoy it, yeah, but so I, I just it. It, at the time it's it seemed interesting. You know, wrecked it for me. Yeah. Well,
0: also I kind of thought about. Um, I mean, I've, 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 there's really, really fun... I think in the first series of extras, there's three bits in it that made me cry cry laughing, like I thought I was not gonna be able to stop laughing yeah. and I was going to die. Sure. Uh so the things like I mean the things that when you get the, the celebrities Patrick Stewart being and people being rude and stuff is very, very good. But it seemed to me that um the guy uh that Andy Milman. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know. It's sort of He had to change the whole emphasis of everything because the other guy, the guy who has been had one line in the bill, had to then become the world's most successful actor again, so that he would still beat him. Right. It seemed to me that if you wrote a sitcom for the BBC, that um, the thing they would do is say you can't be in it, not that we're going to change the whole thing.
1: Well, I think the idea was more that they that that he. That they liked it, but the, the, kind of through the process, they slowly kind of chipped away at what his idea was. Yeah, uh, and it was sort of it was kind of be careful what you wish for was the sort of theme of it. Um Again, I can only apologise for disappointing <laughs> you so much. Uh, but, but I, I would contend this point
0: that I'm just kind of interested in the process of it because I, it felt like you could take those characters on as failures. Yeah, for like well, a lot could. longer. Yeah,
1: you could, but yeah. I mean, we didn't. No, <laughs> uh, but it's more than that. It's more than that. It's simply that you know we. I, I, when we're writing we were just I guess we were just we wanted to give ourselves something different like it just seemed yeah, to, yeah. To, to do it again was to sort of do it again and that, that somehow we could change it a bit maybe and and that would be interesting and um, you know I apologise but you made a bad mistake well sure but, um, <laughs> I'm, joking. but
0: uh, I'm joking fuck off what's wrong with you people
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of it was, I'll tell you what, just, what I'll do I'll send all scripts in the future <laughs> to, to you <laughs> Uh, beforehand, did you hear you about my idea
0: about Simon Pegg? I could do one with Simon Pegg, square peg in a round hole.
1: Yeah, I would you want do to do that? one called Merchant's Navy, where yeah. I have a navy. <laughs> That's it, I haven't come up with the rest. But feel, feel free to fill in the blanks. But don't fuck it up on Series 2. <laughs>
0: if you had to choose, if you had to choose between having a tit that dispensed talcum powder. Yeah. And a finger that could travel through time. You can have one of those things. Yeah. If you have any uh, questions uh, about what what they would be, do feel free to join. The tit is like a breast. Yeah. You squeeze it and talcum powder comes out. Now think of that. (laughs) But I don't really
1: use (laughs) talcum powder, right?
0: (laughs) You could share the talcum powder with the poor children. Uh, if you saw, like, a lady changing a Is that a what nappy. they need, poor
1: children, <laughs> <Yeah>. talcum powder? <laughs> it's one of the things they need. <laughs> yeah. They're not they washing, could, presumably, these poor children, <laughs> could, these orphans. They could they could sell
0: the talcum powder to, right. and for basic provisions. Or the finger can travel through time and can do, you know, can do, you know, touch stuff. But I don't, I don't, I can't
1: see where it is. No,
0: you can look, I reckon you can look. <laughs> I haven't thought that. I haven't oh, thought okay. that. It. Like, go in there and you can look. I can peer through <laughs> yeah, and the so, hole. Yeah. And you'd be able to say, right, finger, you know, Berlin, 1945.
1: Oh, ow, oh, my eye. I, my, my, my eye. And, and why am I going to Berlin 1945 <laughs> when the war has ended? So he's <laughs> like, I just want to see the rubble. <laughs>
0: Sort of, That's know, a very sticky. specific. No, there's not of much you
1: can do, but you can just you know go, hey Hitler. Can, can I? Can <laughs> I? I can give Hitler hit the finger, or I can just beckon <laughs> to to people, to Goebbels, yeah. to come closer, <laughs> and then poke him in the eye. I mean, it's clearly
0: better than the shotgun, powerful, clearly. I mean, there's You're no no-brainer,
1: isn't
0: it? Yeah. It is, but it's an It's still an interesting question. It's not though, is it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> because don't come here criticizing my questions. <laughs> I've worked very hard on these questions how dare you say they're not good oh
1: I like your second series of questions more. <laughs> I really like the second series fuck of off don't... <laughs> that's the one with the David Bowie song that's a funny that's yeah. a funny alright
0: self-indulgent
1: <laughs> uh, so... self-indulgent <laughs> Jesus Christ how long have we been here? <laughs>
0: the end of the series. I just—I can't leave it on this. You know, I've, you've been so nice, and I've, you know, we had so much fun. And I feel I've spoiled the. <laughs> I've got overexcited and tired at the end. I've spoiled the whole day with my serious questions. If I'd just stuck to, you know, suckling cows. Have
1: you ever seen a ghost? No. <laughs> Are you sure? No one's ever seen a ghost. People think they've seen ghosts, but they were mistaken. <laughs> Sorry to ruin it for you guys. I did used to do this radio show on the BBC World Service, all the glamorous jobs. And um, there was a man once, and they, they brought him in to interview him, and he, and he had invented a machine that could that could tell you if ghosts had been in the room. And everyone on the show took it completely seriously, 100% serious. And he had this machine, and it was like homemade, and it had two lights on it, green and red. And he would leave it in the studio overnight, and then the next morning we interviewed him on the show. And and I and I said, "How does the so what happens?" He said, "If there's a ghost, if there's been any ghostly presence, then the green light will light up." Green light lit up, obviously. And I went, "How did that work?" And he said, "He said, well, if there's a ghost, it lights up." I know. I, I said, "I understand that. I understand that." But but but, but how? He went, "Well, a ghost coming." I went, "I know. I understand. I understand." And obviously, he never satisfactorily explained. And I said, so you, you, this doesn't prove ghosts, does it? It just proves you've made a box that can light up. And he went, well, here's the proof. Um, I was in bed. <laughs> and a ghost appeared at the end of my bed. And he said, I'm a sea captain from this ship. And it sank in 18... And I went to the library and I looked it up and it had. <laughs> and everyone went, ooh. <laughs> I went, okay, thanks for that. And you can, that's it. You can argue with someone's claim that they've seen a ghost. Yeah, that's pretty
0: good evidence. That's solid evidence. But Did I, he ever take the box into a room and it, the green light didn't never, come on? Never. There's always a ghost. There's there's always ghost. Always a ghost. It's not a very useful uh, think. All right, look, we're, uh, Oliver Tribe, who's from Wales, I'm guessing, has asked you a question. Yeah. This will be a bit nicer than the questions I've been asking. How did you feel when you won your BAFTAs? <laughs> Which is something I'd quite like to know, because it's probably not going to happen to me. I don't know if they do BAFTAs for uh, cop
1: jokes yet. Um, it was good. Yeah. It was nice. It was fun. Yeah, yeah it was nice. It was good. good. I, I do it all for awards. That's the whole reason. Yeah, good. So um, that was very satisfying.
0: But was there a
1: downside to it? Not winning them for extras.
0: No. <laughs> do you Not Not Series 2? Series 1 must have won a I few. think
1: Ricky... No, I think Ricky won... Ricky won as an actor, and I and he wasn't in town, and I had to collect it for him, <laughs> having also been nominated. And they made, and I didn't realise, and, they, and I was at the BAFTAs, and they went. The nominees asked Steve Merchant, Ricky Gervais, whoever else, and then the winner is Ricky Gervais coming to the stage to collect it. Steve Merchant. <laughs> I was like, no one had checked this with me, and I had to go up there and kind of give an impromptu speech <laughs> and not seem angry or bitter. It's very bizarre. Yeah. I once
0: had that with um, Stuart one of Chortle, said, oh, on a different level much higher, Chortle <laughs> Awards uh, and he couldn't go and he made, he made me go up and get it and oh. I'd never won, I'd ne- in fact I've never accepted an award because I have then won some Chortle Awards, don't get jealous uh, and, but I've never been around to collect them so the only award I've ever collected is an award for Stuart Lee oh. being the best stand-up yeah. oh. that's why I've turned out like I oh, have, it's terrible but, you know, you must know a bit what it's like, you know, having uh, an actually less funnier but much more successful comedy partner
1: who everyone lords. And in, that, and in, that, like. in that comment, you're trying to get me to agree <laughs> to badmouth both Stuart Lee and Ricky Gervais. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm not biting, mate. Do you think you're better at comedy than Ricky Gervais? No. Wow. then how can we trust your judgment on anything? <laughs>
1: uh, it's been mainly fun, right? This has been... We've mainly had a good time. It's been like Parkinson's. <laughs> if Parkinson had Parkinson's and, and was just mean.
0: <laughs> Have you ever seen a tooth fairy in real life? No. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Merchant. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Stephen Merchant. The music was by Pest. Thanks to Orange Mark at the British Comedy Guide uh, and all the staff at the Leicester Square Theatre for letting us come and do our show here. And Chris Evans, not that one. No, not the one from the Avengers. No, not that bloke from work, you know. He's from Wales. Ah, oh, that probably doesn't narrow it down. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a Fuzz, Go Faster Stripe and Skyper Data production. Ray. Thank you for listening to Rich Chang's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. That's the end of the series, but that wasn't bad, was it? If you've enjoyed them and you want to give us some money, why not go to gofasterstripe.com and buy them all on video? There's eight of them you can get for just £15. And there's Series 3 as well. You can pick up all those for £15 as well. Um, or just go to com and you can buy one of my DVDs. Oh, by the way, if you're interested in knowing what that uh, song was called, it was by, by Pest. It's Try Again uh, from the album All Out, Fallout. Uh, that's one of my favourite albums. They don't need to try again. It was good as it was, wasn't it? Um, But uh, producer Ben also says that he has produced uh, two other podcasts called Do The Right Thing and Pappy's Flat Share Slamdown Christmas Special, which you get from iTunes and the British Comedy Guide for free. So go and they're very funny. Check those out. If you want to come and see me on tour, we're all going to die. All the tour dates to come are at richterring.com slash W-A-G-T-D. Would love to see you there. And if not, just tell your friends about this. We're doing some more of these, I think, in... Oh, February or something. I don't know. I'm not that far ahead, and there'll be more fantastic guests. Please support us if you can, and we can keep going. If you don't, we'll just stop doing it. It's
1: all right. Isn't it? No skin off my nose. Fuck you. All right, bye.